know, boys, I really thought this weekend was going to be a stress-free game. And if you look at like the box score and the final score, it seems like it probably was. This was low-key a very frustrating game for like three quarters for me. I don't know how you guys felt. Yeah, you were very, uh, you were very hot. You were, you were getting, I was getting a lot of, uh, aggressive texts from from that andy throughout drive, this dude, game we gave up like four fourth down conversions and all they were doing was just like staring down and throwing at Thielen, and we kept having jordan lewis cover him i was just like what are we doing you know i was never too stressed about it it looked pretty ugly but at no point did i ever feel like carolina was ever truly threatening when we moved that second touchdown i think moved it to 17 10 that was a little like hmm, that's right this... that was the peak of my scared because i was like man a one score game i was more really annoyed i was like man but even then i was like man we're just gonna win this game 21 to the or 24 to 17 and it'll be an ugly win but we'll take it and then yeah i, course, I we... never thought we were gonna lose any point. yeah i honestly assumed Andy, something else was going on you just had a bad day like god dude that sucked like it, it, it i'm so scarred by the 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 fucking cardinals game that like when we come out flat and like uh it can just go so badly for you when those things go down but yeah once once we had the two scores in 10 seconds like we score and then the pick, the pick six. six it was like mm -hmm. all right we fine now we're good so i will say uh it, it compared to other blowouts that we've been in this year, this one did feel more of a slog. It was more of a grind. And no yeah. point did we ever really seem to get up to top gear, even though we ran away late. You know, it was it was a struggle for Dak and company. Uh, it was, he was at one point he had like twenty pass attempts for ninety yards or something, twenty five yeah, for dude. ninety. So it was a lot of small three yard gains, five yard gains, and even the run game was okay but even then it was you know four or five yards here and there it never felt like especially so early in the season of just yeah trying to run up the gut and then throwing to our shit players for checkdowns well, and it, it felt like we were trying all this cute shit when the game did not feel in hand like we're failing and then and mike pulled out the wildcat twice once for like a, a straight up like run a run and then this weird like fake flip to dak pollard gets fucking murdered in the backfield like it was just so annoying. I was like, dude, we're get, we get a first down in the red zone and we turn it into a second and 20. Now we're behind the chains. Like, fucking play football, dude. Like, and of course, we had the schoonmaker target early for the touchdown. I mean, he managed to catch it. So I knew at least luck was on our side in this one. But I was like, man, we're in oh. that weird place where we're throwing at these guys. Tolbert got like six a targets in the first half. Schoonmaker's catches are touchdowns. How can you yeah, hate the man? He is, he is highly efficient when he touches Again, the ball. Your favorite company, uh, PFF, the highest graded offensive player this week for Dallas was Schoon, baby. That. Wow. Is there no middle? Is, and dude, second was so Terrence Steele. Um, so, you know, it was a good week for the offense when those two All are right. going out as the two best players. I guess we should mention that this is Boys Will Be Boys and I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. And we are coming to you on the Monday after the Dallas Cowboys secured a somewhat underwhelming 33-10 victory over a absolutely hapless Carolina Panthers team. 
Um, they're one in nine and it shows they want to fire Frank Reich already. They, I think the Bryce young draft pick, like obviously he hasn't played up to the level of trading up for the first overall pick to take him level. And then to compound that you have the rise of CJ Stroud, who has played otherworldly football for, you know, months now. And I'm sure if you're Carolina, you're watching CJ Stroud make Noah Brown and Tank Dell look like all pros. And meanwhile, you know, Bryce Young can barely complete a forward pass, and it's just really tough to watch. Um, he was 16 for 29 for 123, a touchdown and a pick in this game. He took seven sacks, dude. The defensive line of Dallas just teed off on this guy. Micah had two sacks in the first quarter. It got out of hand on that end of things. Um, Micah's first three-sack game of his career. Yep. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. There there were some notable uh defensive performances. Uh Deron Bland now has he is tied for the single season record for pick sixes with his fourth pick six of the year. This guy has sixteen career starts, and in those sixteen career starts, he has eleven interceptions and four house calls. Like that is insane. Um but I guess, yeah, starting off, offense is a good place as any. I agree with you guys. The After last week, which obviously you can't expect every game to be like what we saw against New York. That's just an unreasonable expectation. But we went deep so often. Dak was averaging like 12 and a half air yards per attempt last week. And we went from that to this game where we could not seem to, we didn't seem to go deep much at all. We went deep a couple times and got some flags that were pretty nice. But other than that, just tough, tough sledding. In fact, the Panthers stopped this offense a couple times only to bail us out with some of the most boneheaded penalties. And I, you know, normally I'd say, Hey, I hate when the refs get involved like that, but I saw most Panther fans even saying like, those are so blatant. I can't believe how stupid our players are, that kind of thing. So, you know, when NFL fans are admitting to the penalties being legit, they're pretty egregious. Yeah, the Panthers not only are a bad team, they also seem to make really bad decisions. I mean, that's how you go one and nine. And I meant more of the players on these penalties were, were really dumb. Uh, I don't know. They The only thing I read about, their defense isn't totally hapless. Their defense is probably more middle of the pack. I did read something that I guess Houston has a very similar style West Coast offense to what the Cowboys run. And yeah. the Panthers did a really good job of, I mean, Stroud's been one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league the last five, six games of the year, and they shut him the hell down. So they made it hard for Dak. So I don't know if that's just kind of a matching personnel type of thing. But, uh, you know, at no point, like, you know, they're just so devoid of talent. You know, Bryce Young yeah. and company, I don't know. I don't know what to think of Bryce, but I, I'll, I'll reserve judgment to at least they can have anybody outside of Adam Thielen with a pulse on that offense. Hey, so. Adam Thielen's a, a top five receiver in this league this year I know. by statistics. So, you know, he and he went there to win a Super Bowl, dude. That's what he yeah. said. He said he chose the Panthers because that's where he could win a ring. So, not going well, great. You know, not his best call. Not his best call. You know, I'll say this about Dak. Um, obviously not 
uh, after the last four games he's had, like this is a, a step down in production. But I didn't hate what we got from Dak on Sunday. He didn't put the ball in danger very often. There were not. I didn't have any of those moments where I was like, "Oh my god, Dak!" Like horrible fucking decision, horrible throw. Um, no turnovers, which obviously coming out of last year, that was kind of the big concern. Um, he he made some, still made some good throws. The touchdown pass to Schoonmaker was a good throw. Uh, I was surprised Schoonmaker caught it, but it was a good pass. Um, the one to CD was just kind of a gimme. They left CD. CD just shook that guy so out of his shoes that he was wide open in the end zone. But I like what we got out of Dak. It wasn't anything to write home about. But anytime Cooper Rush takes the field, obviously Dak did his job. So um, not too shabby, honestly, from Dak, despite basically just taking what we could get. Yeah, I had no problem with Dak. It, you know, it wasn't the offense's best game. I think the Panthers did a pretty good job of corralling CD for the most part. He, you know, he did draw a, a flag or two deep, but he only had what about six yards of catch, basically. So he got um, nine targets, but he only caught uh, six of the six of them. Um, for like one 40. of those was, yeah, and, and again, that's a little deceptive. We have the one where he got. He beat his man deep and got yanked from behind. He got the flag for that. And then they gave they credited him with another target on the one at the beginning where Dak's arm got hit and it just ended up going into like the first row of the stands. CD was just the closest guy to it. They called that a CD target. So ultimately of the balls that were like catchable, I would say CD caught six of seven um, for basically 40 did, yards and a touchdown. They did a pretty good job with him. And again, this is a game that you know, we saw what Brandon Cooks did last week. Pretty invisible this week. Jalen Tolbert was ass in this game. He dropped the ball every single time he was targeted. Oh, Couldn't even be on the field levels of bad. It's just another one that scares me. Dude. And he got he caught two balls. And some of those drops were really bad. Brandon Cooks had a, a not great drop as well. But both of these guys got hit directly in the hands by good balls from Dak. And they just could not gather it. It just scares me that if a team can figure out how to take CD away or make life hard, I just don't think this team has really much counterpunch. Like the only counterpunch I really like is they can do a couple creative things with Turpin, and I do like what Ferg gives them. But man, we just really don't have a second playmaker on this team. Um, no, and like this would have been a great game for Gallup to really show up, and he he really didn't. Um, the he was our leading receiver. Turpin. Who, yeah, he was Gallup. Yeah, at least unless it changed suddenly. Oh, you're right. Never mind. It was Brandon Cooks. Yeah, but Michael Gallup. Got, he 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 had three catches for 31 yards. He uh, was the leading targets. receiver for like most of that game. That's where I last looked at Doesn't it. Doesn't shock me. Doesn't shock me because um, he had that one big one, the 24 yard catch or the 20 yard <laughs> catch, which that's that's enough in this kind of game. Um, I did. I will say I liked the way that they utilized Pollard a little more in this game. We saw more tosses to the outside, getting him the ball in space via the passing game. And that one run he had the, uh, like the 22 yard touchdown where he like made a couple guys miss and then took a guy with him into the end zone. That's probably the best single play from Pollard I've seen all year post injury. He had a very, I don't want to criticize too much because he did find the end zone, but it felt a very like Zeke good going from last year. Like Zeke would yes. go stretches where he you know, did five it. yards a game, five yards a carry, and you know a touchdown. That's a good game. Like that's exactly. Not what you expect out of Pollard. It was like yeah. he had that nice. But even on that run, 
there's two things I noticed about Pollard, and I think uh, Zach, I think we we watched this game together. I think you can uh, agree with the second one I'm going to make. But the first point was on that touchdown run. Even it was a lot more. Zeke run than it was a Pollard run. He kind of bulldozed and kind of bounced off a few guys. It wasn't like he, you know, kind of made anyone miss per se. I know that's kind of nitpicking, but it was it was kind of a bulldozer run more than the the what we're used to seeing from him. And the second point was at one point there was a run in the backfield, and we were like, that was a nice little run." And we're like, "Oh, of course, that was Ceedee Lamb." Like Ceedee Lamb, like, like instantly Ceedee. I saw more burst in that little like five six yard run from CD than I saw than I've seen from anything from Pollard, and that that well, kind of scared it's me. Just like last week when CD scored that touchdown on the end around on the first drive last week against the Giants, and then later in the game we did almost the same play with Pollard. The difference in their cut upfield was so noticeable; it kind of like shocked me for a second. I was like, "Oh wow!" Like CD is just so much more agile than Pollard at this point. Um. So yeah, that's not great. I did like that uh, they did seem to increase Rico Dowdle's utilization a little bit. Now he he didn't you know do anything to write home about, but he was more consistent on a per carry basis. Like Pollard got you know a third of all his yardage on on one carry, um, and then kind of struggled for some of the some of the rest of the game. Rico seemed to get us like good little four or five yard chunks on each run, which is kind of what I want out of Rico. He's kind of the bigger back. Um, so I hope they continue to give him looks. He seems to be continuing to develop. Um, but yeah, he's I mean, questionable it, too. I mean, yeah, you know, I was glad he he played. I they even talked about in the pregame this week, um, at least on the broadcast. I heard Greg Olson talk about how when he was talking to the coaches, they talked about, hey, maybe we need to make sure Pollard's a little bit more of a complimentary guy. And I didn't love that. I mean, I, I get why, but that's just kind of a point of what we're saying that he just really hasn't just really hasn't been I don't know impressive is probably the right way he hasn't been bad he just hasn't been impressive this year yeah I would agree I would agree um on the defensive side of the ball I do think there's some some good performances to write home about here Marquise Bell and Damone Clark continue to impress Damone Clark had a really awesome tackle for loss in this game and Marquise Bell was again your leading tackler um, the Cowboys have not felt the absence of Leighton Vander Esch like I thought they would. Uh, after he went down for the season, I was pretty worried about the linebacking core, and those two guys have really filled in the gap pretty nicely. You know, I will say defensively, I did feel they were able to run the ball pretty at will, honestly. I don't know if at will is the right word, but, you know, looking at just the box score to kind of match the eye the test here. We've had all season, though. I know. Like, we can never stop a running team. Like, an average running team or better, they're just going to run on us. And yeah, it wasn't I, I, gas, but no gas, one's really but... gone off. Like, no one's if, – if that – I feel like if that was really the case, it would have happened. And no one's gone – Has have we had given up a 100-yard rusher? Like – Technically, James Conner, like, 96 is the closest. Okay, but the Cardinals not have a 100-yard rusher? That's that's James no, Connor. Connor had ninety six and Dobbs had oh, like yeah. a sixty yarder, so they okay. ran yeah. for like two hundred as a team or something. But definitely, the, definitely the Cardinals game, everyone sucked. But like, you Look, know, they, they did good. Honestly, not the the method of Swift and McCaffrey. Yeah, they did good against both those teams. So I I think we yeah, need to focus in on it. But just in this game in general, I'm not saying it's a total sure. season. Just in this game in general, I thought the run D was kind of mid. I thought, oh, so yeah, this, you know. Sounds bad. Ahead, I kind of keep forgetting every now and then. 
that Van Der Esch is injured until the game starts. Yeah. Like, where is he? Like, oh yeah, he's out, which is generally a kind of a good thing. Yeah, like I way. said, I mean, normally if you're if it's if a good you're player, like, you kind of forget they're gone. Yeah, if your stud linebacker went out, like you'd be kind of it, it really worried about up the gut. But again, like I do feel like Marquise Bell and Dylan Clark have at least been the, at the top end of serviceable. Um, and then obviously the D line continues to just do massive work. Um, Micah went off this game. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong finally appeared. Demarcus Lawrence got himself a sack. Chauncey Golston. Mossy had a couple nice plays. He didn't get a sack, but yeah. he had a couple nice plays. Big, That's the first time I've ever noticed. It's the first time I've really noticed him in a game this year. How about Sam Williams uh, flashing yet again? <laughs> Continues to pop, man. He needs more. He needs more reps. As, at least in pure passing situations, he needs more reps. At least on third he, and longs, I'd like to see him his, out there. Uh, aggressive special teams play, which has been great all year, finally bit him. He got a running into the kicker, which was a frustrating moment. But uh, yet another. It's like I think his third game in a row with a sack, despite kind of being a rotational guy. He's really making uh, a huge impact for sure. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, they come out with seven sacks uh, across the whole team. Uh, like Zach mentioned, I think they actually ended up splitting one of Micah's sacks with Dorrance Armstrong, so they credit Micah with mm. two and a half, which is bullshit. This should be a three-sack game. Um, but overall, you know, I, I'm not going to have a lot of nitpicks for the defense in a 10-7 game. They had that one drive that I was really – it was really frustrating because mm-hmm. they just could not seem to cover Thielen, but for the most part, they did their job all day. They had a couple decentish drives, the, the Panthers, where they were sustaining, and then ultimately a sack would, would end the drive. Uh, Micah bailed us out early in that game. Um, and ultimately, they just don't have enough weapons to match up against Dallas. But, uh, you know, the D-line certainly did their part. But, you know, we're bearing the lead a little bit. I know we, we talked about it kind of in the cold open there, but uh, <laughs> another pick six and really sealed this one, guys. And Fuck he yes. does seem to come up with just like they come at just ridiculously opportune time. So like this is third quarter. It is seventeen ten Cowboys. The Cowboys then go and the Panthers have just scored that touchdown drive. It's their yep. longest touchdown drive of the year. It's a seventy yard drive. Which man, how depressing is your team when a seventy yard drive is your longest drive? A seventeen play. It was no splash yeah. plays. It was like four yeah, yards, zero, three yards, three, three yards, yards, four yards. Just well, they had to knifing it. Three fourth downs, dude. They had to convert <laughs> yeah. three fourth downs. So uh, the Cowboys do respond though. Um, this was the play where Tony Pollard scores the twenty-one yard TD to cap it, and so now it's twenty-four ten, and the Panthers are like, okay, let's go to work. They start at their twenty-five, and on the first play, Deron Bland. It's such an amazing pick too, because he's kind of behind. Like the receiver has a step. Deron Bland close closing speed like dig style, diving interception, rolls back up onto his feet, and House calls it from like thirty. 35 yards out. It was just a beautiful pick six. And again, he gets up fourth so of the year. Yeah, it's he did. To think this kid is a second year player that we got in the fifth round is absurd. I mean, the Cowboys went, I mean, a decade without a really top end corner. And now we have managed to find two without spending a premium draft pick. I mean, people forget about when we traded up to go get Morris Claiborne mm. so that we could have a real cornerback. And this guy, and he was never 
any good. I mean, Morris Claiborne was at mid tier at best. And now in the space of like a three year gap, you've got Trayvon Diggs is a second round pick. Who's an all pro and one of the best cornerbacks in the sport. And then when he goes down, Bland steps up and becomes the, one of the best ball Hawk corners on planet earth for sixes. He's more touchdowns. They show this than like Derek Henry. There's so many big name players. He's got more touchdowns than like Five NFL teams leading players, including like Atlanta, doesn't have a single guy with four touchdowns. It's wild. It, would, man. it wouldn't shock me if he has more touchdowns than the Carolina Panthers, like as a team. I think he does. Like they hadn't, <laughs> like they haven't scored. A, they said they hadn't scored a touchdown in like seventy-two possessions or something. And like, I mean, more than, been, than than Danny Dimes did all year. Oh, he, he does. does. Danny Dimes has two. two. Yeah. So. <laughs> Danny Dimes has as many has almost as many touchdowns to Deron Bland as he has to anyone else on the team combined. So, so sick. So yeah, um, he's been incredible. On, on Deron Bland too, that that you know, obviously the pick six thing. If people haven't heard, you know, they put it up there. Four pick sixes. He gets set a record if he gets another this year. Um, he's been incredible. He's got that Diggs gift of taking the ball away. I can't wait till they're both out there. But just on that draft class, real quick. Um, Returns boys are looking good at the 2022 draft class. You have Tyler Smith, who's was a competent tackle as a rookie and is probably a Pro Bowl level left guard so far. There are people that are talking about him being an All Pro. Like so, yeah, another banger there in the first round. Then Sam Williams, who we need to see more, but I like what I see. And then Tobin to bum in the third round so far. But then Ferguson in the fourth round, and then he got Barry in the big. fifth and Clark in the fifth, and then a couple misses, but. Bland in the fifth, Clark in the fifth, two starters, one of them an all-pro, and, and I'm calling Deron Bland an all-pro. I don't see how he can't be uh, at got, some point. you know, four legitimate high-impact players in one draft class, and none. Yeah. only one of them's a first-round pick. Like that's And that first-round pick is not a top-ten guy. I mean, Tyler Smith was a back-of-the-first project. He was a project, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was the, the clear-cut favorite to go top-ten, and he's been – or mid yeah (laughs) yeah now of course it wouldn't be dallas cowboy football if our fans didn't take like the worst possible like reaction to the success of bland i saw this on our subreddit yesterday trading digs question mark dallas clearly has a high-end db and bland might be worthy of a discussion on shipping digs out not just for cap space but maybe for some assets to improve the team more as if everyone's first thought was, oh, yeah, dude, we could save some money by getting rid of Trayvon Diggs. I hate our fans so much, That's, dude. Like, how would the Jets have been doing for most of their career? We have a good guy. He's kind of good. We could trade him and get good draft picks. Yeah, it's the everyone thinks they're Bill Belichick and they're not. And <laughs> two, dude. I guess everyone forgot about last year where Diggs was playing really well and all teams did was just not throw at Diggs and just throw 76 times at Anthony Brown on the other side and he would give up 15 <laughs> catches a game. Like it sucks. went down it was a big out there. Yeah. I think this was post world I think it was Kelvin Joseph and Nishan Wright like, yeah, just Kelvin getting Joseph. taken turns. Yeah, rest yeah. in peace to Kelvin Joseph, by the way. He was waived by the Dolphins recently and he is no longer yeah, an NFL player. Say he got killed. <laughs> Not yet. 
Yeah. But uh hopefully not for Boss Man Fat. I wish him yeah. the best Hope, of luck. Hope he drops a sick rap album. I was gonna say he's probably just finally has the time to take rap as seriously as he wanted to all along. But uh, Dude, I wish this defense had digs. This defense would be so fucking elite. Cause I still you know, something I said in the game when I they made it seventeen ten, which was pretty reactionary, but I do a little bit believe it and in, in I think they're really it's good true. defense. They just don't feel like they're an elite defense yet. Like they, that drive they gave up with the, with the three fourth down conversions, dude. That's not that doesn't happen to elite defenses. It just doesn't. And I get it. Seven sacks, like five punts forced. You know they only gave up 187 total yards. They had a pick six. I get it. I get it. Like it was a good game, but man, I'm probably asking for too much. But at times, man, it just doesn't. I don't know what I, I. I just would like to see. I don't know what I would like to see. It just at times it doesn't feel like this team is is as dominant defensively as I want for them to really have a Super Bowl title chance. You know. Yeah, their defense is is very good. Um, it's very good. I mean, statistically, it's the second best defense in football. I know, but, and look. I'm sure Ravens fans. I'm sure like Ravens fans and the Browns have been gashed this year, and the Browns have a historically "quote unquote" good defense this year. Pittsburgh's got a good D. They get some. Even the Niners gave up a bunch of yards and points to teams. So it's probably every team feels that way when you watch it that closely. But you know, is more and more frustration. But I don't know. I, I, I just I would love to feel like this team can shut down the really, really elite offenses, and I don't know if we've seen them do that against an elite offense yet. So they'll have some chances coming up, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I will say C.D. Lamb is now officially second in the NFL in receiving, dude. That's pretty crazy. I Personally, I thought that was going to be Quentin Johnston at this point in the season, so to see C.D. Lamb there instead Mm -hmm. is pretty impressive. So who's won then, Reek? It's got to be Reek. Yeah. Yeah, so Tyreek Hill has uh, 79 catches on 108 targets for 1,222 yards and nine touchdowns through 10 games. So he's averaging like 120 and a, and a TD every, every week. Um, CD has five fewer catches on 13 fewer targets for 1,013 yards and five touchdowns. And then number three is Keenan Allen. Number four is A.J. Brown. Number five is Amon Ross St. Brown. Hmm. It's a good list. Uh, did you guys see Tyreek's touchdown by chance? It was so funny. It was one of those where he caught like a slant route in the middle of the field, and there were three defenders there, and at no point did he or any of the three defenders think they had a chance of tackling Tyreek Hill. He just sort of like just did one of those things where he started running, and everyone realized like, oh, wow, he's way faster than everyone, and just a walk-in touchdown. It was uh, – it was. It's funny just how comedically fast he is. About the uh, the twenty twenty eight Olympics, just having flag football, and it's like a picture of Tyreek Hill, and it's like uh, it, it's like when the rest of the world realizes why we suck at soccer. <laughs> it was like highlights of Tyreek Hill just like hitting the afterburner and like leaving like what it's going to feel like when some plumber from Croatia has to play Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in flag football, <laughs> like so. Yeah, I, I, he's like ridiculously fast. I, I would love if we had a little bit of speed. Somebody, Maybe it's I Tyreek somebody, speed, but still. Somebody made the point the other day that they were like, I really wish Tavon Austin had played like ten years later than he did because he could definitely play the like Tyreek style of 
wide receiver and i i don't mm-hmm. think that that is far off dude like they just did not know how to use guys like that yet and no tavon's college highlight tape is still i think one of the most fun highlight tapes in the history of organized football and we had tavon for a minute and we didn't know how to use it we just like ran him out there in the slot and like had him catch five yard you know hitches and stuff and like yeah it would have been really fun to see a tavon a prime tavon austin in the hands of like a Mike McDaniels or a, you know, a cliff, someone who knows how to use guys like that. Yeah. You know, even like a Turpin is kind of supposed to be that role for us. And I think what they use with them, um, I saw something else who players were really hyping up, like do Anthony Thomas, do you remember that name? His height, like his highlight video went viral again. He was so sick. Some of the, a lot of those Oregon guys, dude, he would have um, found work in today's NFL. Like, they, people oh, would have found a way to use him. Sure. They just had no idea how to use, like, a really undersized running back Dude, like he that. Was on the, so. And he was on the Chiefs. Like, if he had just been there a little later, like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah, in college, he was so nasty. Um, I think he's in, like, the – I want to say he's now in the, uh, like, the CFL or something. Um but dude, he was absurd at Oregon, and he was one. Of, he is to this day one of the fastest players I've ever seen on the field. Um, yeah, like I'm looking at his college stats right now. Like he Stupid. he would do like 700 and 600 every year, and like 10 touchdowns in each. Like just absurd. And he was a weapon. kick returner, punt returner, did it all. Yeah. Well, boys, was, let's uh, super early. Let's go ahead and move to Star Love Goat, and then I want to do a little uh, playoff talk because we're officially Thanksgiving I like time. I think it's time to, to peek ahead a bit. So uh, oh, let's go ahead and begin. Everyone's Star Love Goat. I don't know who wants – do you say you want first honors, Zach? Sure. All right. Take it away. Who is the love of the game, My Captain love? My love of the game is bland. Should be obvious yes. listen. I love interceptions. I love pick sixes. If someone gets it, I'm basically going to give it to him. Bland not only got one, tied the record for the NFL record. It means he's definitely going to beat it at some point this year. If he doesn't, it's because people just stop throwing at him, which is also awesome. So definitely Bland. Like always, when you get a pick six for the Cowboys, it's the turning point. Once that happened, the faucet just turned on. The game was just done with entirely. It's over. It's yep. my love of the game. Uh, my hate of the game is CD because I had a bet on him to get 100 yards and he got fucking nothing. So I'm done with him. I'm burning his jersey <laughs> forever. He sucks, dude. If you used to think fantasy football would ruin how you watch a game, try putting prop bets out there. It'll really, it'll really make you sick to your stomach watching games. Did you I'll see the? Uh, did you see? Yeah, that was tough too. Yeah. Did you see the uh, press conference Mike McDaniel had where somebody asked about Miami's running back and they were like, "Yeah, I had it." Is he going to get a full workload? And he goes, how much money do you have on fantasy football? Because that's a very pointed question. <laughs> yeah, I played Mr. Devon A-Chain, and he left after two plays. I was going to prop that on him, and I was very pissed on Sunday about that. So, you know, not not you know, not the young man's fault he's getting hurt, but I didn't love it. Most definitely. Who's, well, who's it's going just some... next, Ben, oh, keeper of the Star Love Goat? Uh, well, we will have a love star child right now because I, too, am going Mr. Duran Bland. I thought about giving it to Schoon. I really was about to, but... Oh, my God, dude. A little bit, a little bit. And, you know, uh, I thought, you know, he had a, finally did something positive. I wanted to make sure it was mentioned since we do rag on him all the time. 
So honorable mention to Schoon, honorable mention to Terrence Steele, who has quietly bounced back well after the worst game of professional football he's probably ever played. Uh, he was ragged on rightfully, probably so, after that uh, terrible loss against Philly. Uh, played really well this week. Played really well this week. Very true. Very true. I have but, uh, two I took honorable mentions. mentions. Oh, yeah, okay. of course. I have two honorable mentions. Uh, one is going to be Mr. Micah Parsons. Uh, I know we're just used to Micah being great, and so the God. bar for him to like achieve a star love goat is just absurdly high. I, I didn't even mention him. Got, he had two and a half sacks. I didn't even mention yeah, him. I feel terrible. If anybody terrible. else got two and a half sacks, we'd be all over him. But with Micah, we're like, good day at the office for Micah, you know? Good for him, man. Um, so I want I want that to be put out there because Micah just, he kills it every week. And this week, it, he just happened to get home. He always produces like nine pressures and 10 almost sacks. And this week, he happened to get home on three of them. So Micah Parsons, definitely honorable mention. I'm also giving an honorable mention uh, to Pollard because, again, like after basically not seeing, he didn't see the end zone since week one. Uh, he finally got a touchdown, and that run was really dope. It's not what we, we we did; we didn't get everything we wanted out of him, but I liked what I saw. I hope he continues to build off that. I hope he gets the ball in space more. I liked what I saw uh, in the the limited success that he had. But yeah, there's really no way around it. It's just, it's a unanimous star love goat. It's Deron Bland. Uh, Ooh. Given what Deron Bland was wow. facing, like the it's history, boys, the first one this season. Holy cow. The, the Sorry, depression on, that go. hit this whole fandom when Diggs went down. I mean, we were already kind of turning on Gilmore a little bit. Everyone was like, uh, is this guy over the hill? Like, I don't know if he can be the guy. Can Bland play outside corner? He's been a good slot corner. Can he play outside corner? And then his first game as a starter was the Cardinals game. And it just looked so shitty. And everyone was just like, oh my God, we suck. For Deron Bland to like take his game up to the level he's he's taken it to is awesome. And I am so excited for next year when we have what I think looks to be probably the best corner duo in the entire sport. Um, it's just fucking awesome. It's going to be insane next year and I can't wait for it. Mm. For sure. Defending Super Bowl champions, and we have these guys. Mm-hmm. Insane. Well, that was the first unanimous star of goat of the season, boys. Well, congrats to Mr. Deron Bland. That is a rare honor. It is also his second star of the season, his second love of the season, and his second goat of the season. So the man's racking him up. All right. Been uh, really, been has a lot of history made on this uh, this team recently. They sent CD's gloves and towel from last week's game to the to Canton uh, mm-hmm. for his three consecutive 150 yard 10 catch games, and then now you have Deron Bland. Um, so Star of good. I think with yes, with so many games left to play, I think you're very likely to see Deron Bland break the record. Um, I'm trying to think who is. What, what what do we think is going to be the game where Deron Bland breaks the record? So we've got Commanders on Thanksgiving. I mean, that'd be great. Break it in front of the whole nation. Sam Howell has 12 picks this year. He loves throwing to the other team. That'd be pretty easy. You've got, I would love a Jalen Hurts pick six against the Eagles. That'd be great. Mm. Um, but you've Sunday also night got, football, that would be beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, and Josh Allen is a little pick happy himself. So you've got some some candidates. 
if I put money on, I put it on this game coming up, the Commanders. Yeah, I think I would love. I'm going to call it, and it's going to be later in the year than we want it to be. He's going to get a few more ints, but his next pick six, I'm calling it, will be against Jared Goff to end the year. Ooh. No one's going to think we had technical of two games, but I think he'll do it on Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor night. Uh, I did put out a tweet. I uh, I I thought Jerry was very pettily. Uh, Putting Jimmy in the ring of honor during the away game, and I was like, yeah, that's, that's so fucking weird. Fucking shitty. It's so but weird. It's just an announcement, which is still a little bit strange that they announced it on the road and not, you know, at a home game. But they are at least putting him in the ring of honor during a home game. It will be that December thirtieth game. Uh, it will be in prime time. So I apologize to uh, the Jones family for any. I'm any slander that I brought there with. Lifting the curse, dude. I really do think that our refusal to put Jimmy in the ring has significantly held back this franchise for two decades. I yeah, it's long reason. overdue. It's long overdue. They're, they deserve it anyways. Yeah, greatest, you know, second greatest coach in Dallas Cowboys history. So, Most Behind Mike McCarthy, of course, you know. Behind, behind, Jer- <laughs> behind Jason Garrett. So, so behind Campo, it is that time of year. We are going into the Thanksgiving game. Everyone has to watch the Cowboys. They're forced to. It's the only fucking fucking love game it. on. It's so great. Everyone has to bitch. It's awesome. We're I love it. I don't have to. I don't have to travel this year, so I get to watch it at home. It'll be on the big screen TV at my mom's house. Same, I am. Um, I'm hosting Thanksgiving for the first time. My oh, my grandmother and grandfather have hosted Thanksgiving for like 30 years, and now mm. your boy taking over the reins from those old. You folks. put Hunt for October on for the kids, dude. I should because that is like for sure. Mm-hmm. Dude, good call out, Zach. <laughs> so for listeners at home, whenever I'd go to my grandparents' house, they just had like ass TV. They didn't have cable, and they didn't have any ass TV. Fucking- yeah, dude, they did. They had like for real, like when they didn't have cable in the '90s, which is like unheard of. Like, I, what was I going to watch? Wheel of Fortune, but they had this VHS copy of The Hunt for Red October with Alec Baldwin and Sean Connery doing a Russian accent, which is an abomination. But I love the fuck out of that movie, and I must have watched that shit like 500 times, and it slapped. So I may watch that shit, dude. I may I may fire that shit up before the Cowboys game. Well, it's I'm not kind of the it, Lions it's play. kind of fitting because we're playing the commies themselves, you know. Absolutely, so. dude. Absolutely. So the the uh, the communists are on quite the dismal run. Um, they lost forty to twenty to the Bears. They beat the Falcons, and then they lost to the Giants. They got. They, they almost beat the Eagles, the, honestly. The, they put the, 31 the, on the Eagles, which is pretty Tommy impressive. De, the Tommy DeVito Giants. Yeah, this was this was the uh this was still the Daniel Jones Giants at the time. Because then they they turned oh, out no. and then lost to the DeVito Giants. Oh, okay, sorry, yes. they double lost. Yes, yes they, they yes. okay. They beat the Patriots, which doesn't mean anything. Then they lost to the Seahawks, and then they let Tommy DeVito hang 31 on that ass, which is <laughs> holy shit, man. Like I would probably quit the sport of organized football. I mean, Tommy DeVito goes out there, throws three touchdowns. He takes nine sacks, but throws three TDs on you. Like, oh, God, the pain, dude. The pain. Saquon Barkley scores, like, fucking two passing TDs. Like, oh, it's just the worst. Yeah, man, the the commies are really bad. They, they're they probably first up in, in my bet 
to fire their head coach. I think Old River Ron is about at the very end. I, I don't he's know about how to he's get still tossed there, overboard. Honestly. I'm shocked that he's still there. Uh, maybe they're waiting on new ownership and stuff. I don't. I don't know what's going yeah, on. That it seems like they kept him. Around. Well, they kept him around as like a you know you don't switch horses midstream. You don't switch okay. horses mid apocalypse. And as the ownership group is changing, they wanted to keep the coach. Um, obviously, he had like an incredibly inspirational battle with cancer, and I think they like definitely gave him some slack there, which I think they should have. And that was um, one of the few classy moves in the history of the Washington fucking organization. But they are really bad. I mean, they're bad in all aspects. They turned the ball over like crazy. They had three picks and three interceptions in this game, or three picks and three fumbles in this game, which was just fucking horrible. Um, even like I, like Dotson and McLaurin, who should be a pretty decent wide receiver core, they just don't even see the ball. It's <laughs> pretty fucking horrible. I'm a little, you know, I'm a little concerned with uh, the fact that not only are the communists coming into town, but also that means Major Tutty will be there. He's he's going to be really needing to, to rally his troops. I think he'll probably be making the thing. Imagine how fired and... up Tutty is on a to, to like he's thinking about killing Native Americans. He's just the bloodlust in Tutty. And then you have and then you have and and you know with with Halby now, I'm sure that the Taliban is going to travel well and oh going to follow God, him. Dude. So we're going to have dude. a lot of bad forces in in Dallas this 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 holiday. A lot of things could go wrong. They so they they did ship out Chase Young, but they still have Jonathan Allen. Um, they've got some guys on the the defensive line that can make your life hell. I'm a little worried about old Terrence Steele in this one because again, like even though they got beat pretty handily by the Giants, they gave up nine sacks, and I do not want Dak taking they, hits like that. They beat our ass a year ago with, and I know a little bit of that D line's changed, but. We had like a big stinker against them late in the year, what twenty six to six or something, or twenty four six. I can't remember. We had a really bad game against them last year, late in the yeah. season. Um, I feel like they play us. The NFC East is really funny. Like the Giants seem to always beat the Commanders. The Commanders beat the Eagles last year. They always play them pretty well. They went into overtime with them this year, and they had a fourteen to lead on the, the Eagles this year as well. And so they they seem to always play them well. I think they play us okay too, as where we just own the Giants and never lose to the Giants. I know we win more than we lose against the Commies, but I still they make me a little uneasy. That's all I'll say. They make I don't me a little uneasy. Expect a blowout, but I really just can't see them beating us. Then again, the Cardinals did beat us. That's uh, my thing. It's like this is a team where I'm just like they could lose. Like they could, like any any given day, the Dallas Cowboys could just decide to show up half asleep and lose the game. That said, they do appear to be like they have achieved like a minimum viable level of play. Where like even the Panthers game, they didn't they were not hitting on all cylinders, but they didn't let the game get away from them. They might have been looking forward. They might have been uh, looking forward a little bit. I think yeah. it. I, I think it's hard to get up for an away game in Carolina. At noon, and you got Thanksgiving coming up. I think they peaked ahead a this little is bit. A, I do think this is a, a more important game than it appears on the surface because, again, going back to what we talked about after the Eagles' loss, the Cowboys need to knock down all these easy opponents, right? So they've handled business in New York and in Carolina. They're blowing these teams out. They need to blow out Washington. They need to beat Seattle. In the meantime, it's halftime on Monday Night Football right now. The Chiefs are up 17-7. I mean, 
Hertz is a five of seven for 46 yards and a pick with five sacks. So yeah, with fumble. a generational talent like that, he could, he could butt scoot his way into the end zone six or seven times in the second half and blow the chiefs out. So he never count him out. But if they can drop a game or two, dude, this could get really interesting as long as we keep winning. So we need to go handle business on Thanksgiving to stay in this race. Yeah, absolutely. Without a doubt. This is, this is a bad commander's team, but you know, they can, they do have some guys, as Andy said. So I do think they can move the ball. You'll have to be on your P's and Q's. And, you well, know, you know, Dallas is going to just sling it, dude. Like, even if he throws. Five isn't he second in the NFL in passing yards? Or he might even be I leading say in he's passing first. yards. He was, he was leading the league for like two or the, three weeks. The even though it's is, like. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, the big thing is he takes a fuck ton of sacks. Like, yeah, so because, many fucking yeah, he sacks. Is, he is the league leader in passing yards right now. He has 3,000 okay. passing yards with 18 <laughs> TDs. And twelve picks. Um, I'm trying to see That's if so they insane. Have how many sacks he's taken this year. I mean, just in the he's last on pace to be games. sacked more than anybody in a season at one point. I think that's calmed down a bit, but he has he has 51 sacks through 10 games. So yeah. he's averaging five a game. So his Dude, oh yeah, he hits and it, he gets hit a ton. That's the thing that I think could really. I think they'll move the ball. I think the Commanders can score a little bit on Dallas. You know, they, they do have some guys, but I do think that D-line should be in his fucking face all game. And then running game's pretty mean. I mean, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson are just guys at this point. They're not really – I know Antonio Gibson killed us once upon a time, but, you know, the last was a few years ago. The last four weeks it has calmed down. They, I mean, not, and for them, right? So, like, they, got, they gave up four sacks against the Giants, three against Seattle, three against New England, which that's actually pretty bad. That's like 10 against any normal team. Only one against Philly somehow. Philly only got to Hal once. Now before that, it was six five 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 nine five six in their previous eight before that. So like, it's five sacks every single game basically. Um, I would hope that D Law, Micah, just go the fuck off on this guy, dude. Just like we need two sacks from each of these guys, and I would love a huge CD game, dude, because. I don't think they have a particularly good secondary. Um, CD Lamb should be able to get open, and it's a it's a Cowboys tradition. The Cowboys number one wide receiver loves beating up on Washington. Dez beat up on Washington. Amari made a absolute sport of beating up on Washington. I think Amari's like three best games as a Cowboy were Washington games. I remember specifically a Thanksgiving game where he put up like two twenty. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with all of that. You know, I think I think our offense should have a pretty good field day unless it's just one of those they're in the face of deck all game type of games. Uh, hopefully they're not. So uh, I don't know if we want to do predictions. I don't know if who's, who's got a score. Um, anybody want to go first? Yeah, I say I think we're going to win 27-17. And I think that it's not going to be that close, but in the very end, commies are going to score a cut like a field goal and a touchdown at some point in the last quarter to make the final score closer than it should be. I don't think we're going to blow them out, but I also I don't think it's going to be a close game. I like it. I like it. I think what are we like ten point favorites right now? 12? I don't know. The line's gone crazy. Look. I will say this. I saw some stat that's really weird that the last 13 
Thanksgiving Day games where the Cowboys Holy were 1-12 against eleven. the spread. Yeah, we're yeah, it's going really bad. We're 1-12 against the spread on Thanksgiving. We, we, we've covered... Bailey, that's what we should have covered. We get the late TD. I remember so some really ugly week. Thanksgiving Day games, dude. Yeah, like, the Buffalo the game. Eagles, the, the, Eagles, the Eagles game with uh, Colt McCoy or Mark Sanchez. One I think of those. that was, uh, I think that was the uh, uh, Washington game, Colt McCoy. I think Agreed. we had a loss. We had another, an Eagles one that was really bad because I know, I remember this one. That was 2014, where, the Dez year, yeah. the Dez and Romo yes. year, and Romo got beat up. And that was really ugly. Uh, the Buffalo game, the Cole Beasley got his revenge and went fucking oh, off God, on us. Dude. Even the Raiders game two years ago, the penalty fest, uh, we God, ended up losing that so one. Good. So we've had some kind of ugly wins. Uh, we did take the Giants' ass last year. They made it, they kind of made it look better at the end, but we were in full control of that game. So I was thinking that we've actually kind of struggled. I don't know why that is, but we, we, all right, here's, here's the Cowboys, uh, Thanksgiving day results. Since we graduated from high school, uh, in 2008 Cowboys 34, nine over Seattle, 2009, 24, seven over Oakland, 2010, a 30 to 27 loss to the saints, 2011, a 20 to 19 win over the dolphins. 2012, a 38-31 loss to the Skins. 2013, a 31-24 win over the Raiders. Uh, 2014, a 33-10 drubbing by the Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. And then 2015, Romo injury year, 33-14 mm. Carolina Panthers with Luke Keegan. Oh, yeah. Pick six Cam dude, Newton. sucked. Dude. The Cam Newton uh, year, yeah. 2016, Dak and Zeke rookie year. Cowboys beat Washington 31 26. Nice. Uh, 2017, the Los Angeles Chargers beat us 28 to 6 on Thanksgiving. Oh, that was the year Philip Rivers just smacked us. That was a yep. tough one. Uh, 2018, we beat the Skins 31 23. Then the next year was the Buffalo Revenge game. Then 2020. We we lost to Washington forty one to sixteen. Yeah, that was the game I remembered. That was then fucking rough. Twenty twenty one, we lose to Vegas in overtime on an Anthony Brown call thirty six to thirty three, and then last year we beat the Giants twenty eight to twenty. So, actually, looking at it, we have played pretty bad, but we really only have that one Washington game. When we play Washington on Thanksgiving, we tend to win outside of that forty one sixteen game in twenty twenty. Other than That's that, where Antonio last Gibson six went or seven nuts. times we beat him. Yeah, they just—it never feels very good. I, you yeah, know, we always seem to get into a dogfight on Thanksgiving. So, I sell it to say I think there is something there, and it—I'm gonna say Cowboys do. But man, Washington might be on the edge of like completely blowing it up. Like I really yeah. thought Riverboat was gonna get fired today, uh, but I didn't hear anything, so I assume he's gonna stay around. If that's the case. They're on like a knife's edge of just completely falling apart. So I do think that bodes well for us. I'm going to say 24-13, Dallas. I'm going to say we score, but they score. I'm saying 33-17. Um, I do think Micah goes off. Did you see this thing that, that Micah threw up twice during the game on Sunday? Yeah, he took a bunch of like dry, dry like scoops powder. pre-workout. Bro. Yeah, like that's such a that's such psychopath behavior. No water, it's, dude. Just putting the powder in your mouth and eating it. He said he thought he was going to have a heart attack on the field. 
You know, honestly, if anyone, I would accept Mike would be the type of guy who would just get protein powder and just grab handfuls. Yeah, he definitely eats like ramen noodles dry, like just puts the flavor pack on the cracker and just eats it. Like he's a, he's an animal, dude. So he's a, he's elite, but like all truly elite, like one of one guys. He's a weird fucking dude. Like ten percent psychopath for sure. He's a dude, man. Like there's a lot of story every time. Ramen in like jail and prison. You don't want to bother getting the water, so you just. Crush it off like chips. Yeah, for sure, dude. Fuck yes. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I'm I'm saying we win this one. I do think it'll be a little. Uh, they'll they'll score just enough to make it uh, less than fun. But I think we got this one. I'm I'm really hoping if the Eagles can just like if the boat can tip just enough, dude. I mean, I think tonight it's looking like you know the the Chiefs might be able to carry this one for us which would be great that puts philly at eight and two if dallas wins on thursday hey we're within a eight game three? yeah yeah it, it, it it'll be a fun race and i think that that leads us into our the playoff picture that i want to do right now so yeah philly is in first they have that basically two and a half game lead on me right now because the, what the five seed currently yeah because they're two games up on you and they have the, the tiebreaker so we get one more shot in a couple weeks here but they're losing tonight as of, as of this recording they're down 10 so let's just hope Mahomes and company can hold on and if that's the case then we'll be basically a game and a half back they have a tough schedule upcoming but right now they're the one seed the Detroit Lions are actually the two seed they squeaked out a game against the Bears this weekend uh, yep the Niners are back in the three spot. They seem to have first corrected back onto uh, predictable. Back to be, yeah, it, it yeah. seemed weird if they would just fall apart completely. <laughs> yeah, that three game losing skid was a little odd for them. But in uh, you know, you know, has had two good two good weeks in a row. So they're the three seed. The four seed's going to be right now. I think it's the Saints, but the NFC South is a big shit pile. So one yeah. of those teams is going to be the four seed, whether it's the Falcons, the Falcons and Saints actually play this weekend, which has a lot of playoff magnitude. Yeah, actually, the, Sa- on it. The, the Saints are the four seed at five and five. Yeah, so a big game there in the NFC South, and then the Cowboys are the five seed, and we actually have about a two game cushion now because the Seahawks lost this last weekend, and uh, the Vikings lost to Denver. So all of a sudden, we got a little bit of ground. So right now, we have a very clear path to the five seed. Maybe winning the NFC East and getting a higher seed, depending on how all that shakes out. But for the five seed, the way we look right now, fellas, is we play the winner of the NFC South, who sucks. I mean, we should be a big favorite. And then it just depends, right? If, if all the favorites win, then we would play Philly, most likely, is the one seed. I would love and that. I, that that would be a fun divisional pathway. Route. Anyone Another the Lions, but yeah, basically anyone but San Fran's what I'm getting at. And it mm-hmm. seems like we have a good chance to avoid San Fran since they dropped the fee. We'll see what the Lions can do. Uh, you know, we play them too, so that'll affect seeding, I'm sure. But I would prefer the Lions to get that two seed because then we basically dodge San Fran no matter what, just about. So, the anyway. game. Yeah. yeah, but dude, if we're yeah. the NFC title game, dude, like that's all gravy at that point. You're like, I mean, of course you want to win. It'd be, it would mean the world, but like to play 
to play San Fran in the NFC title game is so much better than to play them in the fucking divisional round where if you lose, it's three years in a row where yeah, at least you yeah. made it to the NFC title game. Like The only difference this year between the NFC last year is I do think there's four good teams instead of three. Last year, I really felt there were only three good teams and the Vikings were frauds. Apologies to our buddy, but yeah, the, the Vikings Lions were proven like, frauds because they lost. Yeah. But yeah. Legit, look okay. I don't mind playing them because I do think, you know, you I'm not afraid of no. any team in the NFC except for the 49ers because they are yeah. such a it's matchup. A matchup. It's a matchup, and yeah. now they have the mental edge, right? You've lost to them for three sure. times. You kind of know. And bro, give me anybody on the AFC side. I'll play. I legit. I'm down to play the Chiefs. I'm down to play the Ravens. I'm definitely down to play the Jaguars or the Dolphins. Who the Dolphins? Well, it's have really to, like, weird. Hold off the Raiders this week. Shockingly, like, the Jags are a third seed currently for the AFC. That just seems odd. Yeah, I mean, they've won I mean, yeah, six of the last seven. I think they're that good. Dude. But they did, yeah. <laughs> they haven't leaked that pretty, and they also got blasted by the Niners the way we did, which you know had muddied everyone's view of them. I will say, you know, the AFC's funny because we thought everyone thought the Bengals and the Bills would be in it, and the Bills and the Bengals are both probably on the outside looking in. The Bills might rally. The Bengals are pretty fucked since Burrow is now out for the year, so they're gone. Funny, so funny uh, fact I've learned today. The Bengals are the least valuable NFL franchise in the entire league. Really? Just Forbes evaluation? Just Yeah, like based on like what the teams could sell for. The, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are worth $3.5 billion, which is 32nd out of Damn. 32 teams. I, I guess that makes sense. Even I've like, met like four Bengals. Even the Chargers who are like – even the Chargers, who are like the ninth team in LA, like owning like four percent of the LA market is more valuable than like all of Cincinnati, Ohio. So like, yeah, like like the Rams are worth like six point nine million billion. They were like the third most valuable team in the world, even though like they're kind well, of a makes a little sense buffs. just because the Rams at least had some bit of history with St. Louis and a family. Yeah, they yeah, still yeah, have yeah. some. Yeah, for sure, but. Yeah, man, it was an interesting. It was interesting to take a look at that list because, like, I, I obviously the only part of the list I ever really take note of is that the Cowboys are uh, you know, number just one. Very far, buddy. <laughs> oh, you know what I'm very saying? True, baby. Very true. Very uh, true. Yeah, it is. It is very interesting. But the top five is Dallas at nine, Patriots at seven, Rams at six point nine, Giants at six point eight, Bears at six point three. Well. Jerry keeping keeping the bills paid, keeping the lights on. So there really is like a the value of a good media market is just so crazy. Like even teams that have had a lot of success recently, but if they're just near the if they're just in a bad market, like dude, the Bills have the most some of the most devoted fans in the world. Super historic franchise. They've been to a bunch of Super Bowls. It's Buffalo, New York, dude. They're thirtieth. You know what I mean? Like they're just isn't like a the big same, enough. That's media draw. the same way. Like San Antonio Spurs. You know they won like five titles and. 13 years or something and they're still always towards the bottom just because yeah it's just like no one from omaha nebraska is gonna like randomly decide to root for the spurs you know what i mean yeah it's very unlikely um whereas like the atlanta falcons who have like zero history outside of a choke are like top top 15 because atlanta is a huge growth market Miami Dolphins, same thing. Philly is top 10. San Fran is, is ninth, which I found kind of low, actually. I figured they'd be like a top th- three or five, but yeah, the Commanders and the Jets are ahead of them. Well, um, as far as playoff, I don't really have anything else. We'll see how the AFC, however it shakes out, is pretty irrelevant to us. 
uh, unless unless boys, it's our year. So I, I think we're all feeling much better than we did a month ago. Still, all we've really done, Wayne could argue, is beat up on bad teams, but that's fine. That is what that's it what is. Supposed to do. That's what the Eagles are supposed to do. That's what the Yes, true. And we got another bad team this week. So let's beat up on them and, and take care of business. And then, you know, you just got to uh, keep hoping the Eagles slip up, which, you know, they got a what's, tough little schedule. So what's what's funny is like the Eagles play effectively a, a schedule exactly like ours. And like no one has those those comments for them. You know what I mean? Like. The, the best win on the Eagles schedule is probably us or the it's Dolphins. Yeah. yeah. And the Dolphins have certainly shown themselves to be like vulnerable. They've squeaked by some like pretty fucking bad teams. And no one's sitting there being like, oh, last the year. Need to they the last year and they didn't beat yep. anyone worth a fuck. And that's just how it goes. I mean, you know, yep. whatever. It is what it is. The NFC is for a good team. So we're all going to beat up on a lot of bad teams. It's just kind of the reality of the situation. So. They've got a, they've got a real gauntlet to run. They got a, they're playing the Chiefs tonight. They got to play the Bills, which, eh. but then they got to go play the Niners, and then they play us. The Bills aren't cakewalk. The Bills are that no. old like Jason Garrett era Cowboys that went eight and like nine and seven, but always could beat anyone and lose to anyone type vibes. Yep, so for sure, for sure, and they got to play the Dal- They got to play the Cowboys in Dallas, which like. We well, better at home, home much better at home. Very good at home. Like we have been basically unbeatable at home over the last two seasons. So we'll see what happens. Hell yeah! Um, I don't think I have anything else. Y'all boys want to move to pod picks real quick? Yeah, let's knock it out. All right, pod picks. So last week, Mister Gotelli had the best week. <laughs> Shocker, not. A nice, a nice, uh, oh, where would I go? A nice nine, oh, God, my scroll. A nice nine, ten and three week. You only have three teams let you down. The Commies against the Danny DeVito Giants. Uh, the Seahawks, who lost to the Rams. We all won the Seahawks in that one, which sucked because Gino got hurt. Otherwise, that would have been a fucking win for us. And I had units on that. And then uh, you guys both had the Vikings. Who yeah, lost that's all you didn't let me down. I'll tell you who didn't let me down. Buck and Herbert. I knew. I <laughs> yeah, Andy was the only one who had the Packers. <laughs> I knew. I, I knew as soon as I saw the end of that game, I was like, oh, uh, down down three with the ball in Herbert's yeah. hand. I know how this ends. That awful drop. Quentin Johnson, Johnson dropping at 70 yard. It was sick. Bro, the funniest part about that is that if you go to Quentin Johnson's player page on ESPN, you know how like every time a player is mentioned, it adds it to their little like uh, feed of clips over on the right side. And for Quinton Johnson, it's the number two clip is TCU uh, clinches college football playoff berth. <laughs> so like that was the last time he was notable in football. And then the next clip is like Quinton Johnson drops huge game winning <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> but he's a project, dude. They knew that. They always knew he was a project. So he has a higher ceiling than any any other player in the entire league. So he'll be a top three receiver by the end of next year. Your 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 hate for the Chargers is is a fun and rare it's, one. It's so. new, dude. I really never cared about them until I met this one guy who has just made me loathe their team so much, bro. <laughs> hey, we all have weird sports hate, so you know what can I you do? But Andy did the best week. Yeah, let's. Hey, why not? You know why not, mm-hmm. buddy? 
Uh, I just have always hated where Brady was now that he's gone. You know, I've I've lost a little bit of sports hate in my life, but I'm sure somebody will replace it at some point. Well, uh, so Andy did have the best week, ten and three pending. We all took the Chiefs, so you could get all the way up to eleven and three. I was nine and four. Zach was eight and five. Zach, the Steelers let you down. You had the Steelers. Me and Andy both took the Browns somehow. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, you this, basically uh, looking at the schedule this week, it feels a lot Vikings like last too. week where there's a lot of like lopsided games to be played. Yeah, all the Thanksgiving Day games. So we'll start with them. We all took Dallas, right? So as always, we'll. Are we, uh, are we not doing uh, the noon game on Thanksgiving? Well, yeah, I just always put us first because you oh, know, gotcha. we do us. Yeah, unless you guys want to do the spread with Dallas because we're another big favorite again. Ten and a half. I think we'll cover it. I think we'll cover it. That's me. All right, then I'm gonna do spread. I'm taking. I'm taking the commies, like, baby. The red scare. You know the spread. I, I was. I was willing to go all the way last week for sixteen. I feel like I should get extra points. Sorry, buddy. Man. Like for all the-, uh, the committee, the the committee is not rewarding extra points for that. I'm sorry. Fine. Uh, so we'll do this. No, I don't want to root for the commies. We're doing straight up. I'm just taking the Cowboys. All right. Uh, all right. So then, yes, the noon game. It is the Packers visiting the Lions. For years, we had to suffer through a bunch of shitty Lions teams hosting the noon game at Thanksgiving, which was always a snooze fest. But uh, the Lions are actually I don't know good now. How the Lions got that game? Like every, how did they the Thanksgiving schedule? History of it, but I, I can't remember the exact uh, way that it played out. But they, they were, I guess it kind of got introduced to them, and they jumped on it, and in two years, and it kind of just became a tradition. But anywho, uh, it is uh, the Lions hosting the Packers, seven point favorites. Who are you boys taking? It's got to be the Lions. Lions. Uh, the Packers hung. The Packers. Uh, you know, pulled off a, an impressive victory over the Chargers, but the Chargers are a legit six-win football team. So, give me the Lions. Yeah, the Lions looked a little shaky against the Bears. I didn't love that, but uh, they did gut it out at the end. Golf was really ass for about the first three quarters of that game through three picks. Uh, the Packers just stink. I think Jordan Love stinks. It's just it is what Agreed. it is. Unfortunately, so, I mean, he did outplay Herbert. But I was rooting for him. That's not yeah. that impressive. I, I had faith in Jordan Love coming into this season. I actually thought he was pretty good, but he's not. I really like LaFleur as a coach, but, you know, he just – I don't – they just haven't figured out. Plus, Andy's boy in fantasy player Aaron Jones got carted off. I think he might be oh, done. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so – uh, the next one, the night game, pretty good game. We have all NFC teams right now. This would actually be a playoff game between the number three seed 49ers and the number seven seed Seattle Seahawks. Um, who would you boys take in this one? Niners are also about a touchdown favorite. Yeah, it's it's the Niners. The Seahawks are rolling out a backup. The Niners are back. To I don't know yet. Geno might play. They they. They haven't ruled him out. I think Pete Carroll said today yeah. that they're expecting him to play, but he might be gimpy. So I'm still I'm still going Niners regardless, but yeah. I'm taking the Niners too, yeah. but I was just trying to get someone to bite. I'll bite. I'll take Seahawks. Nice. Oh, I like that. See? Fuck. Fuck yeah. All right, next one, we have a Black Friday game, the first ever Black Friday game. The NFL always throwing some shit out at 2 p.m. Really 
odd time, but you got Dolphins and the Jets. The Jets continue to get in the spotlight. Aaron Rodgers will not shut up, and I am taking the Dolphins to again end any of this Rodgers. Like, well, he's going to come back in a month. He's going to come back. I'm done I really, with it. I, I kind of love that. I hate uh, it. See, now the Jets are rolling out their like third QB, and he's going to be so bad that the Jets fans are going to like slowly build up Aaron Rodgers in their head as like prime Aaron Rodgers, and then he's going to come back next year. The Jets are maybe like one of the worst offensive lines in the history of football. Aaron Rodgers is going to either suck because he's a thousand years old and hasn't played in a year, or mm-hmm. he's going to play like nine total snaps and get murdered again and get hurt. So it's going to be really tremendous. Zach, are you Dolphins as well? Without a doubt. Okay. Yeah, they're about a touchdown favorite last I looked. It's probably gone up more now that Wilson's bench because Boyle is their backup quarterback, which is just Oh, I did not see that Wilson got formally benched. Yep. He's formally, finally, after just – he's been the least productive uh, quarterback in the NFL, even when guys like DeVito and third-string quarterbacks are starting across the league. He's been shocking that he's been there so long. It, yeah, that was backup, but still. just terrible. Terrible. Darnold. Terrible. Uh, and he might get solid fired at the end of the year, low-key. All right, so the next game uh, brings us to the noon games on Sunday. A lot of stinkers, guys. A lot of stinkers. I think there's just a lot of bad teams in the NFL, unfortunately. We do have a couple good ones that I'll get to, but the first one, pretty much a stinker. The Bucks, colts uh, I don't know if we point, possibly could care. Who but cares? Yeah, dude. Like, I'll take the books. They they I they think, tend to hang around a little bit. So. I, I was gonna say I agree. I, I'm going bucks as well. Um, I really miss the the Colts having fucking Rich. Anthony Richardson. I know. He made it so much more fun. I guess I'll go bucks. Yeah, it's not fun. I don't even know who's favored, but it. I'd imagine if I had to just guess, Bucks are two-point favorites. Three-point favorites would be my guess. Oh, God. Then, this next one's even worse. Yeah, this one's <laughs> awful. Patriots, Giants. Uh, they should black this one out. They should not put it on television. I don't I don't think that this one should be allowed to be on television. It is awful. Matt Jones if, versus if Danny DeVito. Danny beats the Patriots, does Bill Belichick <laughs> get fired? I <laughs> <laughs> I think they're gonna. I mean, he's got. I think they're tanking. I I don't. Both these teams want to lose. I think he's gonna. Yeah, I think he's gonna retire gracefully or gracefully exit in some capacity at the end of the season. And then, like the day before, he gets fired. That'd be awesome. Super Belichickian, dude, by Robert Kraft. So yeah, I'll take the Giants. Honestly, man, this is tough. I think the Pats are fucking super horrible. The Giants showed life last week. At least they're fighting. Yeah, I like, think the Patriots have just given up. They don't have a ch- ch- any hope. The Giants can at least try to pretend that maybe DeVito's kind of good. <laughs> maybe he's at least I as good I don't think so. Players. I think the Giants have DeVito and have not reached out to anyone because they want to lose really bad. The Pats beat... The Pats got beat by a team that got throttled by the Giants. And I know that's not how... I know NFL the, pa- the works, packs have been really bad. They've been blown out by a ton of teams. I think they I'm lost to the cowgirls, dude. You know how <laughs> bad you have to be to lose to Dak Prescott, bro. Oh man, I think I'm taking the Patriots, guys. 
I don't like it, but I just I'm not I'm not ever going to pick Devito. I want when this is the last bit of piece of media that's saved in our universe, and aliens find it and they scour through the NFL. I don't want them to ever see that I picked Devito in a game as a starter. So nice. If that that'll be my legacy. Uh, Bengals Steelers. This had a chance to be fun, but now that Burrow's out, I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I just think the Bengals are going to be heartbroken by that. Yeah, so. I agree. It's it's your Diggs game. It's yeah, yeah. I'll, Give me the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah, and the Steelers suck. I mean, Kenny Pickett had like 50 passing yards in that last game. It was so He's bad. He's so bad, dude. He is super super bad. Speaking of super bad. Bryce Young up next against the Titans, which is another yeah, game. Another Will Levis versus Bryce Young, just an awful game. The Titans have also given up. There's so many teams that have given up, dude. I think this – I guess I'll take the Titans because I just won't ever assume the Panthers can beat anyone. So give me the Titans at home, I guess. I'm take the Panthers, actually. They're due a win. This is a team they can beat, theoretically. So, yeah, okay. I'm going with the Panthers. All right. Ooh, Jax, Texas, Who did you take? Finally. Oh, I took uh, the Titans. Okay. Boo. Yeah, this is a good one, finally. This is kind of a playoff game because the winner could be the AFC South winner. The Texans are kind of sneakily in the playoff punt out there, and the Jags lost to the Texans once already this season. They actually got boat raced by the Texans. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is like winning six or something against the Texans in his career, which is kind of shocking. So I'm going Texans. I'll be honest. Okay. And he's going to get basically a pick them in Vegas right now. Last I looked, I think the Jags are a point favorite, but it's it's essentially a pick them. So I'm going to – gosh, I think I'll take mm, – I think I'll take the Jags. I don't know why beating the Titans gave me any sort of good feel with them, but I think their D's sneaky okay. I don't know. This is a tough game for me because I don't feel like either of these teams. Well, people kind of soured on the Jags, but yeah, in general, I just don't feel like either of these teams are as good as either their record or people try to pretend. Texans are upcoming. I don't think they're quite there yet, so it's a real hard one. But I'm for old times' sake, I'm going to go Jags. Old school T dog. Okay. T dog. Old school, like two years ago. He- he finally had a good game, and I fortunately had Calvin Ridley on my bench. Calvin Ridley went the fuck off finally, but oh well. Um, then we got uh, Saints-Falcons. Falcons. Uh, this is another weird playoff potential game. The winner's going to be in the driver's seat in the NFC South, so this has actually some playoff implications. That'll be a fun one. Chief rivals for their division. They hate yeah, each other. Yeah, they do hate each other. So I'm, I'm going to go Falcons. I do think they're yeah, the I'm better team. Falcons as well. I think the Saints are frauds. I'm gonna. I don't know who's starting. I want to say this: if Winston's starting, I'm on the Saints. If Carr is back, I'm taking the Falcons. I just want that. I mean, that Falcons caveat go back in there. To Ritter, though. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Which Desmond really Ritter just shows they rescue. have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I I think Arthur Smith, he gets made fun of all the time because it just seems like he invents ways to find, like, what if I don't give any of my playmakers the ball? <laughs> They'll never expect it. But I'm still on Falcons, all that said. So, unless Jameis starts, then I'm back on the Saints. 
All right, uh, next game is another, you know, kind of crappy game. Rams, Cardinals, Kyler's back. They kind of look competent the last two weeks. They actually got up and out on the uh, Texans last week, and then they kind of kept shooting themselves. Rams, they lost Cooper Cup. I think he's going to miss the game. They only have about four good... I know, but Geno got hurt in that game. Aaron Donald ate him. Gosh, I really don't like either of these teams as far as being good. I think I'll take the Cardinals. Eh. Ooh. Phase up. I took him. Yeah. I keep betting on Kyler. It's a bad. I'm taking Cardinals. The noob Nazi zombies just dropped. Kyler's going to be worthless. (laughs) Give me the Rams. I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that. I'm going to go Rams as well. Hmm. Then we get Broncos Browns. This game will be the an, an offensive game for offensive football. Like it, it'll, yeah. it's just going to set football back like ten years in itself. Uh, I guess give me the Browns because they have the best unit with their I'm defense say that as well. It's like yeah, I think they're going to win like seven to three, but they'll win. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Broncos. I want the Browns to okay. have just the worst pick Broncos are possible. S- I like it. They're, they're they're sneaking up all of a sudden. The Broncos they beat the Bills, the Chiefs, and the Vikings back to yeah. back to back. Sean so Bain might be kind of a little good. bit of momentum. What do you think? The defense is finally not giving up. Sean Payton being good, he's not, but he's <laughs> he's better than most coaches. So the problem is, there's again only like five good coaches. So he's he's still probably top ten. Coaches but... are like tight ends. Like yeah, yeah. Ooh, he's probably better than Stefanski but Bills Eagles um, this is a fun one give me the Bills baby god I would love that I'm gonna I'm I'm making it happen I'm I'm putting it out into the universe it's it's the Bills are gonna ball I mean the Eagles did lose to the Jets so true I'm going with the Bills we need it to happen, so it's going to happen, Ben. Uh, yeah, why not? You know, we'll put the bills. I I would love to to see that. So, uh, Chiefs Raiders, uh, Mahomes will blast this team into another universe. So, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. It's not even going to be a good game. I assume goats on the Chiefs. I'll let him speak if he. I am feels on the Chiefs. Way. Uh, Ravens Chargers maybe a good game. Maybe the Chargers suck and just nobody wants to admit it except Andy. But I think the Ravens, even without Mark Andrews, are they're just so much better coached than the Chargers, who find ways to lose games. Even though the Ravens also find ways to lose games in the fourth quarter, but uh, I'll still take the Ravens. Yeah, Ravens. Anyone else? I mean, they're just the better team in every way. Um, tough one. I really, I really love both these teams. No, I'm kidding. It's the Ravens. The Chargers. I I looked at the Chargers' schedule yesterday. I think they have three winnable games left. Um, they play the Raiders again. They play the Broncos twice. I think they can win. They'll probably split with the Broncos, and I think they beat the Raiders once. I think the Raiders can beat them. So there's a good chance that the Chargers in the in the year like a five or six win team, despite having a top five QB and the highest paid defensive unit in the entire sport of football. That's currently the 31st ranked defense in 
the sport. And the best OC. Um, last game, Monday Night Football, Bears-Vikings. I know I said I'd never bet the Bears again, but I guess I think I'll take the Bears. I think... Fields is back, baby. Fields is back. He's got me back on on board. He looks good. He looks really good against the Lions. You know, they just they couldn't get done. He's a fun player, and he's a good kid. I love rooting for him. (laughs) I don't know if he's that great, but he is fun to root for. Might be better than that. You know Andy likes him. When when Andy's fading the Doblin... You know he's he's high. <laughs> I'll say yeah. I I want the Doblin to continue. I want that to be a thing. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah, okay, fuck, fuck yeah. it. I'll take the Vikings. Yeah, they're a playoff team, uh, and they probably get Jefferson back, maybe. So that would make a huge difference for sure. Don't okay. get Doblin weapons, bro. <laughs> Well, this is our first full slate of games, boys, since uh, week six, I think. So, or oh, maybe yeah. week four, actually. So, uh, no bye weeks this week. So, mm-hmm. fun stuff. Excellent. I'm thankful for that because it's Thanksgiving. Uh, and on the note, I was actually going to bring it. Uh, everyone, just it's it's Thanksgiving. You might be listening to this even on Thanksgiving. You might be, you know, uh, making a pumpkin pie, maybe some mashed potatoes. That's what that's what the walk star likes, you know. Uh, we have a Thanksgiving tradition. I love mashed potatoes. Such a bland choice for Thanksgiving, dude. Mashed. I mean, not nothing. You no, mashed have potatoes. Like, I, have, cool. I love mashed potatoes. Ah. You always have it, but like favorite Thanksgiving food, mashed potatoes. Uh, if you had Green Walkers mashed okay. potatoes okay. growing up, you would understand. Just a butter delivery device, Zach. Like, get out of its way, bro. Wow, it's like yeah, your favorite Thanksgiving just... meal is rolls. Oh, that's yeah, like my it, number two, bro. Like that's rolls fucking slap, dude. It's like saying it's like saying the best pizza is pepperoni pizza. Like people want to like yeah, invent obviously. all these cool pizzas, but it's it's still the go okay, for a okay, reason, okay. you know. Zach definitely uh, has a fucking turducken or something. He's getting all fucking. No, fancy. I like uh, like sweet potato casserole, pumpkin pie. The turkey, obviously, and uh, something that was introduced to my family is called turkey. He's giving me shit about mashed potatoes. And he's turkey is Thanksgiving. Turkey. Potatoes is just something you have at a meal. With rolls. <laughs> you have turkey at a meal. You don't have a big Fine. old turkey that you roast. Uh, it is, you're right. Turkey is probably the most Thanksgiving e food of all. So that's fine. Um, well, before I was so rudely interrupted by Z-Love, uh, I was going to say that uh, everyone just, uh, you know, uh, it's Thanksgiving. I think we should all go around and uh, say what we're thankful for. So I'm thankful I get to do the pod with these guys, and I'm I'm thankful for the fact that uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win a sixth Super Bowl this year. Fuck yeah. I'll pass it off nice. to you guys. All right. Uh so I'll just say that, you know, we all met when we were around 10. The fact that we're approaching our mid-30s and we still all know each other and are still friends. Something I've really never met in any other group of people. I know, right? And I didn't realize until like the last five years how truly unique and special that so is, but it is awesome. I'm, I'm grateful for you guys. Oh, thank you, man. That's really sweet. I, too, am grateful for the pod crew it's so great to get to jump on here every monday night and talk to you guys and uh talk about the cowboys because i definitely can't bother my wife about it um i'm thankful for my my little sidekick aj he's 
getting older, he can walk and he's starting to talk now. And that's pretty fucking crazy, but I'm really thankful for that. And in like three months, I'm going to have a second little goblin running around in the house. So I'm thankful for that. And that Cassie's pregnancy has been without incident, which is always a good thing. So Those were all great, buddies. Those were all good. Uh, and we hope you listeners out there have a wonderful Thanksgiving as well and get to spend it with uh, your family. Uh, we thank you for listening to us as, as your pod family. And uh, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. Boys. As always, folks, if you'd like what you heard, please feel free to like, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating. We would be very thankful for all of those. So, you know, you kind of have to now that we've invoked Thanksgiving. We will be back next week after the Thanksgiving game to discuss uh, what should be a more interesting matchup to come against the Seattle Seahawks. And hopefully we'll get to talk about the Eagles having lost a game. So fingers crossed. As always, I'm Andy Gatelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. Have a tremendous Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Peace.